What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Oh yeah, it's championship weekend. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. We are ready to chat some more football. Let's welcome in our handicapper. Hey, 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 hey. Gotta give a shout out first uh, to our boy Jack in Colorado, eight-year-old listener. Uh, He even wears the Bolt Brady hats to Denver Broncos games. Shot me a picture of that. Wears it to the Buffs games. So, Big Jack, listen to your mom and dad. Much love to your family, buddy. Happy B-Day, bud. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not his B day. Oh, just shout out, shout out, yeah. Because <laughs> he he's the listener, so he wanted he wanted to hear a shout out. Cool. Uh, so what a week, and I've got a pretty killer story here to go along with it. Yes, yeah, we can dive into the games. Yep. Well, do you mind if I tell you the story first? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so. One of my friends that I grew up with, no names, but I'll give you a hint. Um, his uncles played in the NBA. So he called me up, or no, he sent me a text before the weekend, and he never gambles. I mean, like, barely ever. Like, when he goes on a bachelor party and everyone, you know, puts in a bet, he does that. Yeah. So he texts me, and he's like, hey, he's like, 100 bucks um, pays 4000 on uh, all the underdogs winning. And I go, good luck with that one, you know, because it's <laughs> Tom and Aaron, you know, and Patty. And so um, I thought he just, like, was listening to, like, Colin Coward or someone talking about it. I didn't realize that he was actually, you know, did it or else I wouldn't have knocked it. But Oh, he actually placed the bet. Well, and I didn't know that until Saturday. Um, and he's like, it was during, <laughs> it was during um, or it was actually Sunday. When, was that when the Buccaneers play? Were they, yeah, they were the morning. They were the morning, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the other two obviously came in, and he texts me. He's like, okay, hey, two down. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you already did this. He's like, yeah, and then get a load of this one. So a little miscommunication with he and the guy that was putting the bet in. My friend thought that he was putting in 100 to win uh, the four grand. Well, miscommunication, and the guy actually put 1,500 on it for him. Whoa. So 1,500 to win 60 dimes. So I'm shitting with him. Like I call him during the, you know, because Tampa Bay's getting rolled, and I go, "Well, dude, listen." I go, "This thing's going to come through. You got a hedge here." And he's like, "Okay, can you explain that to me?" And I go, "Yeah." I'm like, "If Buffalo wins, you know, you'd win sixty grand, but let's walk away with something here." So I'm like, "You got to at least put something on it, like you know, at least five or ten or two thousand, whatever." So. Anyway, he told this to the other guy, and the other guy's like, oh, wow, didn't think of that. So, um, Is the other guy has the, the sports book or the book? Yeah, the you... access. Uh-huh. Right. So um, my friend put five Gs, and his buddy put like eight, and so they were thankful that they hedged. They put that on the Chiefs. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So they, they weren't thinking, you know, that way, which no, you know, no fault to their own. I mean, you know, they don't do it very often. Well, a lot of people like to let it ride too. like, no, nope, let me just see if it hits. And that's not very smart. Were they going to split the initial 1500 bet or was <laughs> no, he was just like, he, he, what if he didn't want to, he's like, dude, <laughs> I'm not really in for 1500 here, guy. Well, t- <laughs> that's what he was thinking. But two, two horses were already in the barn. Well, yeah, as it starts to look good. Cool, but when you're thinking of Hundo, he's like, mm, dude, I got a G-Ride payment and stuff here still. So I thought it was cool, you know, 
obviously he's my boy, so it's not a big deal. But I thought it was kind of cool that the other guy got some chippers because, you know, he told him. He's like, hey, tell your friend thanks for the advice there. Yeah. So they both came away with a lot more money than they thought. Nice. Mm. Well, nice to have access to you, I guess, on the weekends, huh? Uh, it's very difficult. Mm. I do give it to a few people. <laughs> Dude, how good are those? These, these last two weekends, when it's when it's Saturday, two, at least two games, and Sunday, two games, uh, it's just great. Oh, it sure was. And they they almost, like, except, I mean, the, the least exciting one. Well, I don't even know. They all were, but probably the Bucks. Well, you think the Niners game wasn't very exciting, but Oh, if you don't have something on that game, I think that when it's when it's cold and and slow and oh. no offense, I mean, I like to pull for the Nines too. I mean, but I mean no offensive touchdowns. Okay, so you didn't have any chippers on them cuz I did. That that's what makes that exciting, but if you're just watching that from a fan perspective, that that game wasn't like the KC game, which we can get to in a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I didn't touch the, the Niners game until in-game. Um, you know, the Packers come down, score the first drive. Then the Nines don't do squat. And then Aaron's driving the ball again. And then the turnover happened. And I, I just looked at the Nines. I'm like, these guys are juiced. Big right. time. All in-game this, plus seven and a half. And then, you know, it was coming down to it. I'm like, okay, this is right. Oh, plus seven and a half. Sorry, first half is what I did. And so I'm like, okay, this is, uh, we're going to cash this ticket. And then Aaron throws that deep ball with like 30 seconds left. I'm like, are you shitting me? Right. I'm like, I'm going to lose this. And then we all know they blocked the field goal before half. I was like, yeah, baby. Dude. <laughs> so that was money because how often does a blocked field goal happen? No. Never. Yeah, just and when they show the numbers on, you know, the the Lambo Mystique and stuff, it's really not as home field advantage as, as you'd like to, you know, people publicize. It, you know, Aaron's lost plenty there now. It's just they they go down there more than you think they do. Well, Aaron is zero and four against the Niners in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's not cutting her. And this was, you know, come on, they were a little down this year, and you're at home. Like, this was right up their alley. Well, yes, but it obviously wasn't Aaron's fault. I mean, that's why, you know, they say there's offense, defense, and special teams. Three sides to the game. And the special teams, wow, did they come to play for Green Bay. Uh, yeah, some some of this falls on him, though. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't do what he normally does. You know, and props to the Niners and their schemes and their defense, but Aaron... There's those moments where he, he kind of, you know, shrugs the shoulders and he doesn't buck up like you'd like to see him do. Well, I hear you on that. But, I mean, he did. He, it's not like he turned the ball over or anything. I mean, this was all all special teams here, guys. I mean, the Niners didn't have a first down till there was six minutes left in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I saw a stat with Aaron. How about this? He's 28-0. and 0. Make that twenty-eight and one now. When the defense holds the opponent to fourteen points or less, below mm-hmm. below fourteen points. So basically, you know, Aaron only has to score fourteen points. He was twenty-four. No, not any longer. Yeah, I mean, they like to put all those stats up during those games too. Like the below a certain temp, he was rocking too. It's like fifth coldest game in Green Bay playoff history. Doesn't matter. I've got all these stats for if you like them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're... Does, does it matter? How about this stat, though? Robbie Gold. Is this guy gold? 20 for 20 in the playoffs for his field goals mm-hmm. with his career. 
Hey, uh, Robbie, good try, buddy. Yeah, some some of those cold games, those guys still nail those things. Like, if you don't see those flags moving on the post, they can still crank those long ones. Well, so someone was talking, and, and I'll have to get the stats here for the show, but um, they were talking about the most improvement in the NFL over, like, the last 30 years are the field goal kickers. Like, these guys are butter. Um, I yeah. Mean, someone was talking about there's a guy that's there's a kicker that's in the Hall of Fame from like the sixties and like early seventies and his career percentage was 60%. You know, these guys fire like 85 or they're cut. Yeah. They're money. I mean, no longer are they like considered the sap on the team, you know? Yeah. Remember a lot. I mean, they're not normally like with the pipes and the uni looking good, but they're, they're crucial to the team. Some of the guys show the pipes, the guys on the guy on KC rolls the sleeves up. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you notice maybe like five years ago or so, like even the kickoffs, they they used to kind of land like at the goal line or maybe a, a couple yards in, and, and they bring them out. Now those things just go through the back, right? right? Those guys' legs have gotten stronger. Sometimes they just like kick it through the upright. Mm-hmm. They kick it so far, yeah, yeah, exactly. They've all gotten better. The uh, the shittiest game of the weekend for me personally was the Big Tennessee. Uh, yeah, and that was your favorite squad kind of coming into the. It sure was. I mean, I had the uh, I had the futures on them, and hey, listen, if you would have said before the game started, Tennessee's going to get nine sacks, would you take them to win the ball game? And I go, I sure would. Mm-hmm. But Joey Burrow, Joey Johnny B. Good Burrow, and uh, and the Bengals are the first playoff team since Lynn Dawson in 1966. Wow. KC Chiefs won a playoff game, getting sacked time nine times or more. Hmm. So, and this is the first team, not even the playoffs, that's won a game. Okay, just won a game, getting sacked nine times since 2000. Like when you sack someone nine times, that's ball game. Yeah, and you know it was the turnovers three to zero. I mean, and it goes back to ten. Yeah, first play of the game. Dude. Remember when we talked about that a few weeks ago? I should have known better when he threw that. I should have gone. They're not winning this game, and I should have in game the Bengals. I mean, what are the chances you win the ball game when you throw the pick on the first play? Mm-hmm. Not happening. Just I mean, flips the mojo. You're not. Yeah, dude. The crowd's going nuts. Everyone's like, "This is it," and then. Whoopsies. But I will say, you know, they had the ball with two minutes and 40 seconds left tied up. That's all you're looking for, you know? I mean, if you would have told me that that was the scenario, I would have been like, that's fine. And that last throw that Tannehill threw, you know, a lot of people might think that that's his fault. It was the receivers. Like, you're supposed to come back to the ball so the defender can't get through you. Right. And he did it. He waited for it. And you learn that mm, if you have a good high school coach then. Absolutely you learn it in college. In the NFL, get a clue, guy. Come back to it. <laughs> Just waiting for it. Oh, so, you know, tips it, and then they get the ball. And that's right. Then I go, see you later. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, as much as they were making mistakes, they, they were in it there at the end. Right. Uh, but Burrow, he does have more of the composure at an early age than, you know, what Kyler or someone looked like. You're just like, whoa! Hey, listen, we don't call him Johnny B. Good for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy's got a small amount of confidence. But, you know, speaking of confidence in the kickers, how about McPherson, the rookie from Florida? Woo! 
I looked into him a little bit. So he was the only kicker drafted last year. No other kicker was drafted, and now you can see why. Yeah. He led the NFL and um, kicks over 50 yards, 11 for 11. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. Remember uh, our boy Big Janikowski went in the first round with the Raids. They're like, what are the Raiders doing taking the kicker in the first round? Right. And Janikowski liked to party a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. That's the Florida Stater. We used to see him out. Uh-huh. Out on the town. Yep. He didn't look like a kicker, that's for sure. He looked closer to a, like a center offensive lineman. Or like the bouncer who's who's <laughs> doing some side deals in the bathroom if some people need stuff. Because <laughs> he'd have like like the bald head with the goatee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's balling. He stuck around for a while. Oh yeah, he had a nice career. Mm-hmm. What college? Florida State. There you go. Yep, Bobby Bowd. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that the Titans kind of kicked off the weekend, and that was that was the bummer. Right. And then what was the afternoon one that day? Was that the Nines? That was the Nines. Yep. And that was a legit game to end game. I was super juiced on that. The block punt was incredible as well. Yep. Our our bud uh, in Minnesota, Patty, she, she kind of sent us a note. She's like, this Niner team reminds me of the Eagles from like four years ago where quarterback or whatever, you know, there's stuff behind the scenes going down, but they come together and gel as a unit. I'm like, that's, that's actually a good call, Patty. Mm-hmm. Because I heard Shanahan saying, you know, the... The monkey's out of the bag here in terms of like where we're going in the future. He's like, Jimmy and us have all have open conversations. It's like we, we, it's uncertain what he's doing next year. So everyone's just enjoying each other as people and, and enjoying this ride. And so they're balling. Well, Big Bosa and the crew is balling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the big Ray Lewis days when they had, uh, what was his name? Big Trent Dilfer. At quarterback. Right. I mean, Jimmy's not that bad. Get serious. No. Yeah. I mean, he's middle of the road, but, you know, it's, it's and he's working. Banged, he's banged up. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when you've got Big Kittle and then our boy Big Debo on the squad, do those guys ball? Holy cow. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy that the, the conversation is like, well, what's going on with this guy next year? And there's a really good chance they're going to be in the Super Bowl. It's just not a typical conversation teams have. Well, it's a bullshit conversation, really. Yeah. Right. I mean, just disrespectful. Exactly. And, and then we touched on the Rams and the Bucks. I mean, I'm really surprised, really surprised that Big Tommy lost. Um, so this was actually, I looked at our first losing week in seven weeks. Six weeks in a row, winning week um, or push. And we had the loss here, one and two. Tommy, you and the boys let me down a little bit. Well, dude, his... His O-line didn't give him much time there with Aaron and company just bulldozing in there. That was the difference of the ball game. I mean, did you see Stafford, how much time he had? Yeah. I mean, dude, Tom's, Tom was just nowhere to go. Right. And Stafford was just sitting back there picking his nose before he threw it. Like, there was no one around. Uh-huh. That was, that was exciting. I mean, actually, it wasn't early on. And then the Acres fumble before the half, well, that could have really turned it. Oh, um, yeah. But that kept it manageable. And it was a ball game from there forward. <laughs> well, except when when Tommy got sacked and it was a fumble. That's when I go, oh, I'm going to go take a nap here before the game. Literally, I was like, time to take a nap. And then the very next play, that snap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when you're like, whoa. 
Are these the football gods with Tommy again? That never happens. Like, like back to back. <laughs> right. And the, it put him in better field position where they just worked. It was such a long snap. It was like 28-yard game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's when I thought it had a shot. And, you know, it did. It hits Mike Evans. That was incredible. And then, um, you know, what? how much time was that? 30 seconds or something like that? 40, 44, something like that. And... Do you maybe want to keep an eye on Cooper Cup? Just maybe. Well, yeah, what was the defensive call there to, to have man on him down the middle? I mean... That was that was 15 seconds at that point, I thought. I mean... Oh, no, maybe I'm getting the games confused. But, yeah, it was probably 30-ish. The one, the one guy you might want to keep an eye on is the guy that had the most receptions, the most receiving yards, and the most touchdowns in one year for a wide receiver. Might want to keep an eye on that guy. Mm. Nope. But, you know, that's what they've been saying, right? We've been hearing it for, like, the last easily two months, is that the Buccaneers secondaries banged up and they're throwing in Joe Blow and you know these guys and well it showed thanks for playing guys well uh, just how about some help uh, over the top there and let's you know give up the sidelines maybe make these guys make a longer kick than that right I did in game that one too um Jeepers. I think I got like Tommy at like even plus 16 they were getting their asses handed to him so bad nice yeah so um, the end gamers are what kind of saved me before we get to Patty. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use code BOLT, B-O-L-T, for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Now let's get back to the show. So thank the Lord for Patty because remember we gave out as a futures bet either KC or Tennessee to take home the AFC minus 150. Mm -hmm. Really liking those chances right now. Yeah. With Big Patty. And that game, in my opinion, the Bills versus the KC Chiefs, might be the best game of all time. Yeah, that was incredible to watch. How about uh, both quarterbacks threw for over 300 yards, three TDs. They both were their leading rushers of over 65 yards and no picks. Mm-hmm. Good try, guys. Yeah. It was unreal. I mean, everything from the Tyreek or two. Is that guy slow? Is Tyreek slow? <laughs> Dude, yeah. When he, that one where he kind of gave the peace sign at the end, got, I mean, I was up and going, yeah! <laughs> so I was like, well, and because <laughs> I was like, it's time to get the ball to Tyreek. And they did the crossing route. And as soon as he caught it, I go, see you later. See you later. <laughs> He is slow. And even like when he catches it, like, you know how we always talk about he does that where he goes backwards? Yeah, his backup move to kind of see which way he wants to go. I mean, the only thing that I've seen that that is that quick is a water bug. When you go to a lake and you just see those things bouncing around. I mean, he is is slow. It's unreal to watch. Yeah, it's sweet. So, and our cousins were there. Yep. Big country. Birthday. That was fun. (laughs) Our cousins are huge Chiefs fans, and they said they were going to that game. So that is equivalent to probably them being at that Chiefs game is like you and I going to 
Pebble Beach and one of us getting a hole in one. Right. That's probably comparable. Yep. He said place going nuts, obviously. The strangers are all hugging each other. So, I mean, how fun's that? <laughs> I mean, but how about when there was 13 seconds left and Josh scores on fourth and, like, 17 to, um, to the receiver? And that receiver, I was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. He's from um, UCF, actually. He was, like, drafted in the fifth round. I mean, that guy had 200 yards and four TDs. Did that the, was that the corner fell down maybe on that? He slipped. And then, yeah. Yeah, the guy's open on the left. But, I mean, remember it was fourth and, like, 17. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a joker. And Josh comes up into the end zone, and he looks over at the crowd, and he gave him the, that's ball game look to everyone. Mm-hmm. And what that guy must have been feeling when he went over to the sideline to watch the end of that ball game because it was patty time. I mean, two Two, what they have, 15, 14 seconds? 13 seconds. And so I've heard, you know, some of these analysts and analytical guys, um, you know, a lot of them are like, dude, you should have kicked it to the two-yard line and let the returner come out and take some time off the clock. And someone's like, do you really want to kick it to Tyreek, though? And they're like, what are the chances? I'm like, listen, ballers step out when ballers need to. And I wouldn't have wanted to kick that to Tyreek and let him return a a kickoff return. Mm -hmm. See, that's what some of these analytical guys that don't play the game that they don't know about. Like, kickoff returns are an awesome time to get yards. There's because you get to there's a lot of room there, and no one knows what direction you're going. Well, did you see on for their punt returns, they throw Ty and it's like Pringle or someone back there, so that they can't angle. Like, it's like okay, just one of us will try to grab it here mm-hmm. to get something out of it. Right. The Chiefs love to get to those speedsters. Right. Well, and then, you know, the last play was to Kelsey, mm-hmm. and I saw the his interview after the game, and he went up to Patty and goes, hey, I might not run the route here. I think I'm just going to go to the open area. And he said he got up to the line, and he, and Patty goes, do it, do it. So he's like, okay. But, yeah, I mean, you got plenty of timeouts. Like, you can use the middle still. Right. So Kelsey found the open. And right when they did that, I was like, wow. And then once again, though, the kicker. Yeah. Nice. Nice tea bags right there. Because right it was like a 49-yarder. Right. And it's outdoors, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was uh, that was legit. And then, you know, they did the coin flip. And once KC won, I mean, was there any doubt that Patty was going to not score? Yeah, people, you know, want to complain about these overtime rules. It's like, you know, what are you supposed to do? I mean, it's only 10 minutes now. Um, there's just not time to give both teams the ball and, and do this sort of college-type thing. It's like, you got to stop them. That's what people were saying. And the Bills, you know, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Like, Yeah, ranked, I think, uh, over, overall, like, first. Right. So, you know, they got to go 75 yards. I mean, that's three quarters of the field here, guys. You can't stop them. Well, we'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell of a game. So, what, what do you think Cincy's chances are coming into Arrowhead? Zero. Zero percent, Reed Harrison. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So if they're getting seven. Well, so how about this? How about this is a stat that people, you know, should probably like. I thought this was very interesting. So when it comes to the conference championship and the Super Bowl, okay, so this weekend and and the Super Bowl, the the winning team covers 87% of the time. Okay, so let's think about that for a second. So if you're the underdog and and you win the game, you're obviously covering. But what this is also saying is that if the favorite wins the ball game, they're covering it the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. So 
Seven points probably looks really sexy to everyone. Um, but listen, uh, I'm sorry, Joe. This isn't the Raids. I thought you were going down to the Titans. You didn't. I give you props there. Way different ball game here. Yep. And, you know, four weeks ago when KC, they, they came to Cincy and they had that. They were down. You know, it was like 28-3 to three or whatever it was in that game. And they came back. Exactly. Remember, that was the game where they were down by 14 points at three separate times. Mm-hmm. And there was a boatload of pass interference garbage calls in that game. And that was obviously in Cincinnati. Come on into KC or let's see what you got. And mm-hmm. you don't think these guys are zoned in to get to the Super Bowl. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, you saw last week and the, the noise is factored in on, on these road teams. and trying to make some audibles and stuff. And you kind of see how some of the teams are trying to take, like the Rams, who can buy the tickets. Or they're changing the policy this week. Oh, right. So Because the Niners had a good turnout three weeks ago down there. So they're all the StubHub and stuff, if you purchase it, the billing zip code has to be within the greater L.A. area. I heard something about that. That's through StubHub, or was it through their ticket office? I doubt StubHub. I don't know if StubHub wouldn't like pick sides like that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, they were well, they were telling their fans if you sell them and stuff too, please make sure that they go to. But they they were changing the parameters by billing zip. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's an, here's some more stats for you. Conference championship of a favorite more than a field goal. Okay, they're fifteen and eight, sixty five percent. And when it's a rematch from a game earlier in the season, like this one is with KC, six and two. The favorite wins the ball game. So you can tell I'm going with KC here, um, and I'm going to buy it down to the six and a half, you know. And then uh, when you, for like to buy like a half point, like what what do they charge you to buy a half point? That's a great question. Usually about 20 cents. So instead of paying 120, I mean 110, you'd have to pay like 130 to, do, to get the extra half point. Hmm. So, um, and then... We'll come back with her, but I'm also going to tease that bad boy down. And one of our friends was asking how a teaser works again, so I'm just going to clarify that for everyone. So a teaser, they have different levels of teasers where you buy points and you get six points to use, six, six and a half, or seven, but obviously it gets more expensive. So if you buy a six-point teaser, it's minus 120 to win 100, okay, or 600 to win five and so on. So in this case, you get six points, so you get to move KC down to one point, and then we'll get to where the other side's going. Yeah. I mean, I'll take them at seven, and I'll certainly take them at one. And then take the Niners at nine. Get serious. <laughs> so back to some of those stats you whipped out there on the mm-hmm. the conference rematch and the team that lost in the season being six and two, I, I would... I would still lean with the Niners on this one, just having their number. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so let me clarify. Well, let's see. So it was the conference, conference championship. What this get? What this is? The team has to be favored by more than three. Which, which the Rams are. Well, I think they're three actually. I, I'm looking at three and a half. Really? I get opened at four, and it's down to three and a half. Well. Okay, but I, that could I, just, I saw three, but it doesn't matter. I got them at three and a half. We'll go with three and a half. That's fine. Um, I'm saying that could change your the six and two. If the Niners win, that would be six and three. Well, right, but also you have to throw in what's been going on with these two squads, and we've talked about it before with the Rams and the Nines. How about this? 
The Nines have won the last six ball games. Mm-hmm. This is pure, pure domination. They've played each other, McVay and Shanahan, ten times, and the Niners are seven and three. Okay, straight up. And how about this? McVay and the Rams have been the favorite eight out of ten times. So what's that telling you? Wow, are they hyping up the Rams way too much about against McVay and the crew? I mean, against Shanahan and the crew. Well, and the Rams looked really good at Tampa. So, I mean, you think people would be loving them this week. Right. Well, I'm sure they will. So, yeah, that, that line will probably be the three and a half for them. We'll take it. Did you see that, that picture I sent you? It was like the Washington football team coaching staff from like circa 2013. They had Shanahan, LaFleur, and McVay were all on the staff. Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to look at it, though. What was that all about? It just showed that they were all on the staff in Washington at the same time. Yeah, that's and, pretty And sweet. now they're all, like, young, hot coaches. And not doing squat for the WFT. <laughs> no. I mean, dude, it's once again, it's just another organization that's just run itself into the ground. Hmm. But I'll tell you who has it. The Niners, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Bengals are rocking and rolling. But, uh... Yeah, I like the – so the Niners are three and a half, you're telling me, and the Chiefs are seven. We're going to buy the half point there. And then the teaser, folks, you get six points on two teams. So we're going to move the Chiefs from seven down to one, and the Niners, we're going to add the six to the three and a half to make it nine and a half. And um, if you're not able to do teasers, which I know a lot of people aren't, it's time to get to in some other books out there, ladies and gentlemen. Because I talk to friends and they can't money line and they can't do teasers. You, you've got the wrong book. You need to add some more because you got to take advantage of these situations. And some in-game live betting. That works as well. <laughs> well, then they need to follow you tweeting some stuff out, too, if you're going to do some in-game live. Actually, I, unfortunately, I don't have time to tweet it during the mm, Too much riding on the games. <laughs> I'm focusing on the in-gamers too much. No, to be honest with you, I don't do football that much in-game. I love doing the hoops, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll get down to the, the NBA Finals and stuff later. And March Mad. Well, of course. And then we do have a 409 this week. Mm. Um Probably people got a quick glimpse of it because they don't show it very much for, for publicity reasons. But the guy that was the streaker at the KC game. Woo! All right. <laughs> I mean, what is this guy's frame of mind? Okay, he's obviously super tuned up. Okay, he, he's gassed. He's trashed. He's hammered. For sure. And is he like, hey, guys, watch this. Okay, so first of all, his friends need to reel him in. But maybe they don't have time. And he just hops over the fence and starts running onto the field. And you see, you could just see the glimpse of him getting tackled by the player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those guys need to get in trouble. Like, nowadays, you know, I mean, if I was one of the players, I'd be like, what's this guy doing? Who knows what this guy's up to? Uh-huh. Put this guy in the slammer and throw the key away, and people won't do that very often. Well, it's, it's kind of the green light for a player to give him a little forearm or something, too. They kind of can rock him if they want. Uh, that'd be unreal. Like big Chris Jones or someone out there. Is that guy any good, by the way? Mm-hmm. I mean, the theme of these teams is you have to put pressure on the quarterback, and that's what the Buccaneers weren't doing. Well, and then, you know, so you saw uh, Tennessee was putting the pressure on. You have to imagine that the Chiefs will be able to do the same thing. I would hope so. Big Chris Jones doesn't mess around. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to keep up with Patty and Tyreek. And no one keeps up with Tyreek. No. I mean, he's an Olympic sprinter. <laughs> yeah, they're fun to watch. And then, you know, 
Where's that chatter from from week six about what's wrong with the Chiefs? Well, and you know, you brought it up, right? It was the it was the brand new offensive line, and now they're gelling, and you don't want to really go up against them. So, more than likely, we're looking at the rematch of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean. I do. I mean, do I think that the Rams have a chance? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're you know they're a good squad. Um, it's just the Niners, their their run game and their you know pass rush. Um, I will go on record as saying I don't think the Bengals have a chance in this ball game. Was that uh that'd be the rematch from back when we were in Boulder? It was I think it was thirty years ago. They were in the NFC Championship game last. So who, who the the Bengals? Is that when the Niners? Oh. John Taylor back of the end zone, like when they beat him. Oh man, was it uh, nineteen? Oh, wait, way back. It's thirty years, I think they said since they've been in the championship game. Oh, so ninety-one. And they probably made the Super Bowl that year. <sighs> I can't remember. <laughs> That's a long time ago. When the Bengals made the Super Bowl, and it was against the Nines, John Taylor. That was at ninety-one. Was that more like it was eighties? Eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah. So over thirty years, I guess. Yeah, that was a long time for them. I bet they're juiced in Cincinnati right now. And does Jamar Chase make a difference at all? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's a quick turnaround for, for how they look. I mean, even when, when Burrow was the rookie, they were getting in there tearing up the ACL. And he's still not totally protected, but that was a, they're fun to watch already. And oh, they're, yeah. They're making noise. No, they're going to be legit to watch. How about Josh Al? Patty, Herbert, and Burrow to watch. Yeah, AFC is is tough. Did you see uh, Allen's boys and in, in KC had a, a booth up there and they were holding up this sign. It said, "Born in Fireball, built for Buffalo." Nice. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's a badass. You know what? What's interesting is, um, I mean, you want to talk about shitty coaching? How about the coaching at Wyoming? Like he came out and he was only completing fifty percent of his passes. I mean, was he going deep like every play? Like that's the thing. Like you need to look at like this Moneyball analytics. Like why was his pass percentage so low? And that's why people were staying away from him. And he goes, "Wrong idea, guys." I know. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Dude, going to a junior college than Wyoming, and and Burrow's not the starter at Ohio State." <laughs> I go to Wyoming. I mean, people probably don't even know they have a squad. <laughs> Yeah, that'll well, be fun. Can't wait to watch these games. Don't forget uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bull Brady Picks. We will keep you updated on things coming out this weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll catch you before the Super Bowl. See ya.